Welcome to Feelings Fitness. I'm your host, Suzanne Bazarco, a yoga teacher, licensed professional counselor, certified mindfulness practitioner, and a mom of two. When I first entered motherhood and started raising a family, I needed something to help me survive the seasons of life, which is why I pulled the Feelings Fitness program that I created in graduate school out of the archives, linked it up with what I learned in yoga teacher training, and boom, the Feelings Fitness formula was born. Yoga plus mindfulness equal emotional well-being. It has worked for me, and I surely hope it works for you and your family too. I am stoked to embark on this journey of sharing yoga and mindfulness with you. It's time to get real about how you feel. It's time to feel fit, mind, body, and spirit. Hello, hello, Suzanne here. Just because we've moved on from discussing the feelings fitness formula, yoga plus mindfulness equal emotional well-being, always keep in mind that that is the foundation for all that we talk about here on the Feelings Fitness Podcast. So last week, I reintroduced a little mindfulness challenge that I presented within the Feelings Fitness Facebook group and Instagram community back in the days leading up to the first day of fall. So remember, Remember, Fall Fresh Start was an invitation to start the fall season on a fresh note. It's this idea of not waiting until New Year's Eve to make a resolution for the new year. This keeps you ahead of the curve. This way you can start the year with a new mindset, not working towards one after the year has already started. Last week, we explored ways to start fresh on the home front. And this week, we'll be taking a deep dive into some mindful health strategies. So this episode, my friends is part two of this three-part fall fresh start series dedicated to home health, and happiness. So with our home front feeling good now, thanks to some fantastic suggestions by Gretchen Rubin's book, Outer Order, Inner Calm, and a few suggestions from yours truly, we can move on to what I feel is the next most important topic, health. So if you're a visual person like me, join me over on the Facebook or Instagram page after this episode, and I have this all mapped out for you so you can see what I'm talking about. So in the fall, I use the first 21 days of September leading up to fall to get my life in order. I wanted to be ready when the beauty of fall began to unfold before my eyes. But because I'm human and didn't get it all done just the way I wanted to, I'm now using the last 21 days of fall, December 1st through 21st, to fine tune those tasks that I've already started. So what are the health tasks that I'm I've already started. Well, I'll give you the overview, then we'll break down each one. So the first one is plan for productivity, then dress for success, exercise for emotions, eat for energy, sleep for synergy, freshen up your hair, skin, and nails, and it goes without saying, yoga and mindfulness. So breaking them down, first off, let's take a look at plan for productivity. I love this quote by Benjamin Franklin, and it says, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. And it's just a guarantee. So please, 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 if you don't do anything else, make a plan for whatever it is that you're working towards. So in this case, we're talking about health. But really, the fall fresh start is all about having a plan for the ways that you can start the fall fresh or end the fall season on a fresh note. By 
having a plan by planning for productivity, you will use your time way more wisely, I promise. So my year started with an obsession with the book High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. And this book, along with the High Performance Habit Planner, got me on my A game in terms of time management, using my time on purpose. It became glaringly obvious where I was wasting time. And that time that was wasted was causing me to miss out on my full potential. So that was like a super cool little planner. And what I realized with that too is that where I struggled the most was in kind of transitional periods of time throughout my day. So moving from kind of one activity to the next. So I figured out ways to fine tune that little flaw and it has helped me with managing my time for sure. So after getting a grip on my time with the high performance habits planner, I actually switched over to the planner that I'm using now called the living well planner, just a little bit more girly, just a little bit more of a visually pleasing planner, in my opinion. So but what I really liked about this planner, this living well planner is that the beginning of each month, there's a crush it map and crush it stands for each letter stands for a different kind of uh, segment of this mapping out process. And it helps you break down big goals into manageable and achievable goals. Check out, I definitely recommend checking out the Living Well Planner. It was created by Ruth Sukup, and she also has a podcast and a book called Do It Scared. One of, she has many books, but one of them is called Do It Scared. And the podcast she has is called Do It Scared as well. So she's just a great guide in in the productivity category. And I actually ended up taking one of her little programs. I really, I whizzed through it because I was so curious. I felt she had such great little tips and tricks. So this program that I did was actually called Tame Your Time. And I found a lot of the stuff that I learned in that little program super helpful. Another book that really changed my productivity was the book The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. And this book was actually the guiding force in helping me realize that the one thing that I wanted to focus on was creating this podcast. So it's not to say that I'm not doing other things, but creating content for this podcast has been my number one since reading this book. And it's just such a powerful reminder that really there's no such thing as multitasking. So I'll let you chew on that for a bit. As we move on to the next topic here in the health category, plugged dress for success into the health category. And I'll say for starters, I am not a clothes horse by any means, but I do know that when I dress better, I feel better. So dressing the part can help you become more productive and it just makes you feel good. So using your planning skills, take a look at what events and activities you do the most or if there's a special occasion coming up to be prepared for. And I always prescribe to this less is more. It just creates less decision fatigue when you're trying to figure out what to wear. (laughs) I think that you just you need to make sure that you have a plan so that you have the right things on hand. So less 
of, you know, the things that aren't really necessary and more of the things that you need. And you know what you need by having a plan in place. So take some time. If you're visual like me, create a map, make a plan. You get what you need or what you'll need in the future and have some fun with it. Again, I'm typically pretty boring, but sometimes I do like to spice things up. And the one thing that I do use, I'm always looking for ways to simplify and manage my time. So one way that I kind of manage my time in terms of this dress for success category is by using Stitch Fix. And there's lots of different varieties of the same thing. This one I just happened to find a while back. It's worked for me. So I've stuck with it. But yes, Stitch Fix, I use it one because I get really overwhelmed by all the options out shopping. And two, it's a total time saver for me. And three, you can play games on there. You can get in and it really like it fires up the algorithms so they match your style and then you get a little surprise in the mail as frequently as you'd like to. There's just a styling fee that just gets rolled into your purchases so if you decide you don't want any of the five items and you send them back you're just out your $20 styling fee but if you choose to purchase some of the items they make it really easy to keep what you want, send back what you don't. So that that's my little time-saving tip for the dress for success category. Next up is exercise for emotions. This one has always served me well. And I will say as a child, I watched my dad as a model in the sense that he he worked long, hard days and he still made it a priority to come home and to get some exercise. So I guess by seeing that, I realized, you know, I watched my dad very, you know, even keeled, easygoing nature, high energy. And I think that resonated with me in the sense that making exercise a priority is important and helpful. So I know I'm always preaching the yoga piece of it. But and I say that because yoga is so great for strength, it's great for balance. And clearly, as I a main focus, I feel like it's super important in the emotional well being category too. But I will say many days prior to doing my yoga, I either run or I bike. So I like to run outside or I also have a treadmill down in my basement that I use. So I like running. I'm definitely one that gets that runner's high just feels good. So running for one for me. And then we I think I mentioned somewhere along the line, maybe not, but we recently got the Peloton bike. And I absolutely love this. I've always loved indoor spinning classes. We've definitely gotten out and done lots of biking outside as well. So I have come to adore my Peloton bike. And I also feel like there's like a little life coach boosting your esteem as he or she kicks your butt on the bike. So it's, uh, I feel like I'm getting that exercise and I'm also getting a little boost to my self-esteem as well. So I think that that one's fantastic. I use that for my exercise and it also boosts my emotions. I then hop off the bike or the treadmill and hop onto my mat for some strength training and then meditation as well. I keep my meditation minimal just because 
I I would love to see it progress into a longer session. But after I've done, you know, some exercising, some yoga, then I just kind of keep the meditation a little abbreviated. And that works really well for me to go throughout my day. So that is exercise for emotions. Next up is eat for energy. So I will start off by saying I am a far cry from a foodie, but I try. I try to focus in on fresh seasonal fruits and vegetables. We tend to throw something onto the grill and throw some pan roasted veggies in the oven. So that seems to work well for simple dinners. So I like I I basically keep everything super simple. So I like to do just kind of like the fresh fruits and veggies easy enough to steam or roast or whatever or just eat raw. You know, this is another situation where we must have a plan. I promise it truly is a must. And I'm guilty so, so many times of not having a plan and then just falling into the trap of either spending too much and eating out or or sometimes for me, it's like, I'll just get so bothered by it. I'm like, I'll just have a bowl of cereal. And that's that. So, but I need to be a better example for the kids in terms of just having kind of nice meals for them and healthy meals for them. But I'll I'll say the willpower goes out the window when you were hungry and you didn't make a plan. So it can lead to some not so healthy choices. So I think you just, you know, you have to check in with your family. You have to get suggestions. You have to know when anyone in the family will be out of town or have work or activity obligations. And back to that living well planner, it's, you know, it's one of those planners where it has the, I told you about the crush it goals at the beginning of each monthly section. Then there's the monthly calendar and then there's week to week that with, you know, day to day hourly breakout. And in that um, hourly section at the bottom of each day, it has a section to fill in a meal plan. So I do, I'm such a visual person. So I plug in whatever meals I have in mind for the entire week. So that helps me kind of keep on track. And I will say another thing that I do use too, two things that are helpful for me to stay kind of in a healthy eating zone. And again, this is about, this isn't just about eating healthy. I mean, it's about eating healthy for the nutrition for your body, but also for the the main thing that I want to focus on here is the energy. So it creates by eating well, you just naturally have more energy and you're able to be more productive and find that purpose that you are striving for. But back I I digress a bit. But anyway, so what I was going to say is just this idea that I use I oh I'm always trying to simplify things. So like in the dress for success category I talked about how I use Stitch Fix to help me with shopping for clothing. Well, in the Eat for Energy category, I use things like Blue Apron. And again, there's tons of different options out there now for meal service programs. But I just, again, I found that one and I like it. So I don't use it all the time, but just every once in a while, I take it, you know, week to week and I take a look and see if I want it or if I need it. But I have not come across a Blue Apron meal that 
that has not been absolutely delicious. So I will use Blue Apron upon occasion. And then also I like daily harvest smoothies. So that's an easy thing where I can on the go get a little pick me up. Um, So those are delicious too. So if that's, if you're in the market for some kind of services like that, then by all means, I would recommend Blue Apron and Daily Harvest. The next up, Sleep for Synergy. All right, there are way too many people in this world today that wear lack of sleep as a badge of honor. And I find this to just be absolutely crazy town. This idea of sleep is just so important, if not maybe even one of the most important things that you can do for yourself. Because I will say, From personal experience, the craziest I have ever felt in my entire life was right after I had my son. And that sleep deprivation was like something I did never felt before. And I'll be honest, I did not do well with it. So I did my best to keep up at that point in my life. I was one that did not hesitate to let the housework go so that I could nap while my kids napped. I just, I really made sure to get some sleep however I could. And it does not, that little nap or those little, like, close your eyes for just a second, they don't change the fact that when you have babies in the household that you are not sleeping through the night, it is still absolutely crazy town, but you try and do your best to manage during that. But Again, craziest I have ever felt in my entire life. But if you are one who needs more to be convinced of the importance of sleep, I recommend that you check out Ariana Huffington's books, The Sleep Revolution, and it'll give you some solid reasons to clean up your sleep hygiene. On to hair, skin, and nails. And this one, all right, I feel almost kind of silly talking about it, but it does kind of weave itself into the this idea of dress for success. You just kind of feel better when you're dressed better. So that dress for success category, but this one is hair, skin and nails. It's like you just kind of feel fresher when you have, you know, your hair is looking good. You know, your nails are cleaned up, your skin is clear, all of these things too. It's like, it's really interesting to think about how revealing our hair, skin and nails can be about what is happening internally as well. So that eating healthy is super important too, to in turn help out this, um, the appearance of our hair, skin and nails. But also there's, you know, a little pampering that can go along with it. So do your due diligence to make sure internally that you are staying healthy so that externally this hair, skin and nails looks healthy and feels healthy, but you can also take it to a pampering degree. And it just feels good to kind of treat yourself to getting, you know, your hair done, um, nails done, and, you know, perhaps a little like facial or a massage or whatever to maintain um, the appearance of this skin. So if you have the means to do it, I feel like it's a great way to just kind of feel good, look good, and which in turn just helps us with our overall productivity and serving our purpose in life. And finally, we have come to my favorite yoga and mindfulness. So I didn't plug yoga in with this exercise for emotions. But I do 
definitely prescribed to the idea that yoga is exercise and yoga is highly beneficial for emotional well-being. But I just kind of plugged it in in a category of its own because I feel like it's a standalone category. It can be exercise, but it also, yoga is a tool for your mindfulness and meditation practice. So yes, it's, I find yoga to be exercise. I find it to be good for emotional well-being. So it could have gone in that exercise for emotions category. But I like to have yoga and mindfulness be a standalone item to focus in on for this fall fresh start. Feeling good. All right, so that actually rounds out the seven items that I'm focusing on for this health category in fall fresh start. So we talked about just kind of that overview of plan for productivity, dress for success, exercise for emotions, eat for energy, sleep for synergy, freshen up hair, skin, and nails, and last but not least, yoga and mindfulness. So on that note, let's take a little pause here and check in with the breath. That is certainly one of the main reasons why we are here. So so we already established the most basic yogic breathing. Simply be sure that on your inhale, the belly rises as though there's you're creating a big balloon with the belly and on the exhale, the belly sinks back down towards the spine. So we discussed that basic yogic breathing. We discussed Nadi Shodhana or that alternate nostril breathing. We've talked about Ujjayi breath, that victorious breath that creates that calming sound of the ocean. And this week, let's try out a fun one, lion's breath. And lion's breath actually goes along with lion's pose as well. But we're just going to focus in on the breathing technique for right now. If you're interested in seeing what lion pose and how lion's breath how they look, check in with YouTube or something of that nature. And you can find out or there's, you know, yoga websites and all kinds of stuff that you can find out what lion's breath and lion's pose really look like. So I love doing this one with the kids because most of them don't even hesitate to do something that makes them feel a bit silly. And with them, usually the sillier, the better. And they get some great stress relieving benefits, even if they're not taking this too seriously. I love hiding in some of the little benefits of yoga into just things that are playful. So they they walk away from the practice feeling so good, but they don't always necessarily know why. Kind of fun. So this, like I said, okay, so this lion's breath is associated with this lion's pose, but we're just going to test out the breath work. So here we go. So closing the mouth, we're going to take an inhale through the nose. And remember that the belly rises on the inhale, and you can perhaps close your eyes at this point too. And then on the exhale, remembering that the belly sinks back down towards the spine. And at the same time, so on that exhale, you're going to stick out the tongue and your tongue is going to go downwards down towards the earth and your eyes are going to actually look up towards the sky. So letting out a full and dramatic exhale. Indulge me a little bit here and as I make some noisy breathing just so you can kind of hear what it sounds like. And so again, I'm going to close my mouth. I'm going to take a deep inhale through my nose. 
And you can hear how dramatic that exhale was. And when I was exhaling that dramatic exhale, my tongue was pointing down towards the earth and my eyes were looking up towards the sky. So the active release of tension on the exhale reduces stress and anger too. Really cool. So if you can teach your kids how to use this one, they'll kind of have some fun with it. And then they'll also be reducing stress. And if they're in kind of like an angry zone, it can alleviate some of that anger as well. I use it too. You know, clearly adults have stress and (laughs) anger to manage too. So doesn't that just make you feel so much better? I mean, it makes your mind feel so clear in the body energized. So take that lion's breath with you throughout the week and let me know if you do. So this fall fresh start concept is a way of not waiting until January 1 to kick off new habits, behaviors, and mindsets. So my hope is that you will use this fall fresh start idea to help you show up as your best self each and every day. And a wise mentor of mine, Marie Forleo, once said, progress comes from action, not thought. So be sure to be taking action. Be sure to be using this group as an accountability partner. Don't just listen. Don't just read. Really show up and do the work. And today's episode offered tips on how to be mindful about your health. With a healthy body and healthy attitude about life, we are then free to move closer towards our true purpose. So be sure to head over to the Facebook group and follow along as I continue to help you make the most of what is left of fall 2019. If you want to keep up with the weekly ins and outs of Facebook, if you want a little love letter and boost of confidence in your inbox, well, shoot me an email at Suzanne, that's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E, at feelingsfitness.com. And I'll get you added to the mailing list. Or you can even pop over to the website to www.feelingsfitness.com and get yourself added to the mailing list there as well. So the weekly email will align with each new podcast episode so you'll never miss a thing. I hope you found this episode enlightening. If you like it, please be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend. The more people we have engaged in this conscious conversation, the better. You can find everything related to this episode over at www.feelingsfitness.com. And as always, some of the best content comes up after the show in the Facebook group. So be sure to join over there as well. Until we chat again, feel fit, mind, body, and spirit.